1: What is the most hydrating food that you could eat? Can kangaroos fart? I'm Nick. And I'm sick. (laughs) I'm Roy. (laughs) And we go out of our way to
0: scour the internet. But crazy information that he just said. You really don't need. Let's find out together what other useless information is out there in this episode. Of.
1: Totally useless information. It's everything you never needed to know. By listening once a week, you'll get smarter than you
0: think. The Totally Useless Information podcast, hosted by Nick and Roy. And welcome once again to the Totally Useless Information Podcast. And we'd love to hear your feedback. We want to thank everyone for emailing us at tuipodcast at outlook.com. Hello, Roy. How are you doing today? sir? Good day. Good day from beautiful, sunny Florida. Good day. Good day from Toronto, Canada. We are 1500 miles apart. Best friends for 40 years. We have proven that A long-distance relationship does work as long as it's platonic.
1: (laughs) As long as we stay far away from each other. Exactly.
0: (laughs) Where do expressions come from? I don't know where. I don't know where. Where do expressions come from? We want to know right now. On the Totally Useless Information Podcast. This show is going to pot. (laughs) Go to pot. It's legal up here in Canada, but I think you're talking about a different kind of pot. Yeah,
1: I know. You guys are crazy up there, but whatever. (laughs) Go to pot. Going to pot. It's a phrase that came about when animals would get old on the farm. They would say they're going to get ready to go into the pot because they're going to get cooked. Ooh. So the phrase stuck, you know, don't let yourself get fat or you're going to pot. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Especially the pot-bellied pig. Yeah, there you go. Wow. So the animals that were going into the pot. Basically, those animals, because they were about to be cooked, were fired. Where does ah! "getting" f- come from? That's it. You're, 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 th- you're through, pig. <laughs> you're out. You're through, pig. <laughs> Getting fired. The phrase started in the 1910s. The NCR company. Patterson, he often dismissed his his employees for trivial reasons. The employees and customers branded him as abusive and confrontational. And today's standards, there's no way he could survive because of HR and all that. Patterson once dismissed an executive, and this is where getting fired comes from. He dismissed this executive because he didn't like the way he was doing things, so he sent him out to talk to one of his clients, and when he came back, This guy, this former employee, found his desk, had been thrown on the front lawn in flames and set on fire. So he got fired.
1: He got fired. (laughs) Oh, my God. I guess you could say that that guy leaving the job was a good thing. So he won with flying colors. It is a nautical term. And what would happen was when the ships would go out to battle, If they were victorious, when they would sail home to their home port, they would place all of their flags up, all of their colors, so that the people knew that they were victorious in the battle. So they would say, they won with flying colors.
0: That's wonderful. I love that one. Mm -hmm. And if you're on a shoestring budget, because you can't afford all of those flags on your ship. (laughs) <laughs> I'll take horrible segues for 100, <laughs> a hundred, Alex. Shoestring budget. So this is what happened. The wandering peddlers would sell or trade small items like needles and pots and shoelaces, made a meager income as they charged little for their wares, and some people believed that the origin of the connection of the term shoestring to a small amount of money. And further to that, the Merriam Webster Dictionary found the first use of the word as an adjective in 1859 a shoestring budget Wow
1: I'll have to earmark that one ha! I'll take segues for 800 Alex <laughs>
0: <Double> jeopardy
1: <laughs> earmark <laughs> to yes. earmark something we all know that term it's actually a term that was used by cattle ranchers they would mark the ears of their cattle so they could distinguish their cattle from someone else's. And of course, you couldn't replace their ears, so the mark was always there. So they would identify their ownership or their farm by the mark on the cow's ear. And so they'd say that cow was earmarked.
0: Mmm. <laughs> Get on the bandwagon, we've heard that before, sometimes used in sports phrases. Get on the bandwagon if a team is doing well and get off the bandwagon if they're beginning to lose. The word bandwagon was coined in the USA in the mid 19th century. Simply, it was the name for the wagon that carried a circus band. Phineas T. Barnum used the term in 1855. And so what would happen is the circus workers were skilled at attracting the public with the razzmatazz of a parade through town. So they decorated these bandwagons. In the late 19th century, politicians, politicians picked up this form of attracting a crowd and they said, hey, wait a minute, using these bandwagons was a great way to campaign for office. So the figurative use was complete by Teddy Roosevelt, who said, when I once became sure of one majority, they tumbled over each other to get aboard the bandwagon. It was so the politicians were the ones who used the bandwagons. Well, before we say
1: goodbye to the expression portion of the show, where did the term goodbye come from? Goodbye came about by the combining of the word God be with ye, meaning you. God be with ye. And just through time, instead of saying God be with ye, it got shortened to goodbye. So goodbye
0: to the expressions portions of our show. Where do expressions co- come from? I don't know where. I don't know where. Where do expressions come from? We want to know right now. On the Totally Useless Information podcast, send us an email. podcast at outlook.com. We'd love to hear from you. If you have some suggestions or if you want some clarifications of some of the <laughs> Useless information we sent you away, and sometimes that happens. We'd love to hear from you. You know what it's time for. Look, look, look over there. Look over there. Look over there. Animal, 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 crazy
1: animal. (coughs) Crazy. You know that deer, they're missing something that mammals have. Deer are missing something that most mammals have. I don't know. What is it? It is a gallbladder. Deer do not have a gallbladder. They're one of the only mammals that do not have a gallbladder. And we don't really use our gallbladder, but it it just stayed there. I mean, you know, we, we use it, but very little. And through time, you'd think that it would disappear, but apparently it did in the deer. Very
0: much like your appendix. You don't need it, but it's there.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm and it tells you when it's time to go we use i don't want the people to write in now that we don't use our gallbladders because we do it digests fat and so on so but we don't use them the way we used to use them years ago so i just want people to know that as a disclaimer
0: (laughs) otherwise i'm gonna get some crazy email (laughs) so so what you're telling the fine people with that disclaimer is do not believe any medical information we send your way if you if you want to believe
1: everything, do not tune into this show.
0: <laughs> to the show, but just don't listen to what we tell you to do medically because it'll kill you. And we need all the help we can get. Probably, probably. Have you ever been hypnotized? By the way, I have to ask you that. Have you been ever been hypnotized? No, I haven't. Go good. <laughs> it is possible to hypnotize a frog. By placing it on his back and gently stroking its stomach. That's just plain sick. <laughs> it works for me, though. <laughs> just lay me on my back and rub my belly, and I am out to hypnotize a lizard or a frog, actually, because the lizards got in there too. Put it on its back and hold it for a few seconds, and it will just fall asleep. Wow. Hello? Yeah. You know, hello, hello?
1: hello. <laughs> I'm hypnotized. Listen, you know yeah. that the bat, mm-hmm.
0: the bat is right. the only mammal that can fly. Oh, I love that one. How about this one? We talk about frogs. Let's stay with frogs. Frogs cannot vomit. What? Even if it's hypnotized. If it has to, it will vomit its entire stomach contents. They eject their entire stomach if a frog eats something toxic, it can't eject its stomach content. So what it does is just throws everything up—not just the contents, it throws everything, just the whole stomach. If the frog gets sick, it throws away its stomach, and uh, yeah, it's like dumping out your pockets, really, Jeez. sort of. It's pretty, pretty horrible.
1: You know that it's the real. male, the male songbird mm-hmm. can sing up to two thousand times a day. It can sing its song up to 2,000 times a day. And female songbirds disagree with that, of course. course (laughs) No, No, but a male songbird can sing its song 2,000 times a day.
0: Pretty short song. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) It's the song that never ends. Here's my teaser. Kangaroos cannot fart. Oh, my God. Well, they do, actually, but they're known as green farts. (laughs) Okay. Even worse. (laughs) Nearly all animals burp and fart. Kangaroos, however, are special. The gas that they pass is easy on the planet, so they might call it green because it contains less methane and emissions from other grass grazers, such as cows and goats. Scientists now credit the ruse-low methane toots to the bacteria living inside the digestive tracts so they do kind of fart but they don't have as much methane so they don't stink technically they don't fart right. saying the words the quick brown fox
1: jumps over a lazy dog does was yes. it uses
0: every letter in the alphabet yes you know what now that you said this i remember in Typing class. This is what we had to practice. Quick brown
1: fox jumps over a lazy dog. Is every single letter
0: in the alphabet? Okay. Well, here's some. Here's an animal that doesn't read. <laughs> Another horrible segue. <laughs> giraffes. Giraffes do not have any vocal cords. Okay. So hold on. I want you to hear this. Here is some audio of a giraffe. <laughs> you hear that? Call out. Let, me, let, me, let me play it for you again. I'll, I'll play it louder. Hold on. Okay, got it? Do you hear that? Yeah. Yeah. No. Because yeah. they don't have vocal cords. God, so the reason I, I wish
1: sometimes you were a giraffe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Giraffes do have a voice box, but perhaps they don't produce the sufficient airflow through their 13-foot-long trachea to vibrate the vocal folds like humans have to make noises. So the researchers suspected the reason no one heard a giraffe communicate was because the sound frequency was too low for humans to hear. So I actually was playing some giraffe audio. You just couldn't hear it because the frequencies are too low. Hmm. You know if you hold a kangaroo's tail?
1: Mm-hmm up in the air if you hold it up i don't <laughs> know why anybody would want to do that to help it fart no I, I i guess to look look up his old address but you know i mean if the, if you lift a tail of a kangaroo up in the air the kangaroo is immobilized he cannot jump he uses
0: his tail to jump that's cool Yes. Wow. All right, so the next time I'm in Australia, mm-hmm. I will prevent a kangaroo from Look up a jumping. Ca- kangaroo's uh, buttocks. <laughs> no, it doesn't. A cow, a cow gives nearly 200,000 glasses of milk in a lifetime. What? The average dairy yes, the average dairy cow produces 22 and a half quarts or 90 glasses of milk a day. Yes, that's a lot of milk. Wow. The average dairy cow is milked for 20 minutes from start to finish, and they're milked two to three times a day. 200,000 glasses of milk in a lifetime. And when they are milked, it's actually a relief for them because the dairy cow's udder can hold 25. Udder what? Udder what? (laughs) I will repeat. The dairy cow's udder can hold 25 to 50 pounds of milk. So when it's milk, it's going. Oh, thank goodness that's over. Yeah, um, that's crazy though.
1: You don't think that, see? And that is useful information. And before we close out animals, yes. I'm going to give you this one last one. Right. In Alaska, yes, it is illegal. You will go to jail. You will be incarcerated, and it's not a joke. If you whisper in someone's ear while they're moose hunting. (laughs) How do you arrest the person? What do they do? Walk over and go, excuse me, you're under arrest. And then
0: they have to arrest themselves. That's right. (laughs) They give themselves a ticket. Here's a bonus, a bonus animal one. Bonus, 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 because you're talking about the Arctic. Yes. Yes. Nearly three percent of the ice in the Antarctic glaciers is penguin urine. What? Nearly three percent of the ice in the Antarctic glaciers is okay. penguin urine. All right, now I'm pissed. <laughs> no <kidding. laughs> I'd rather be pissed off than pissed on. Welcome to Penguin Piss Antarctica. Non-no-more, non-no-more,
1: non-no-more
0: you're listening to the totally useless information podcast you can simply email us at tuipodcast at outlook.com i'm nick and i'm roy
1: and you're in a good place
0: you <laughs> are <laughs> in antarctica there mm-hmm. you go mm-hmm. so you know mm-hmm. what do you, do you hear that do you hear that grumbling My stomach is grumbling. You know what it's hungry for? It's hungry for... Hey, everybody. Come and get it. Your weekly sweet and savory facts with your five-star Michelin chefs of totally useless information, Nick and Roy. Come and get it. Talk about somebody who sounds pissed. Yeah. Yeah. Dinner's on the table. Do not, do not be late. So get right to it. Processed cheese was invented in. Now you might think America, right? Because American cheese is yellow cheese, right? American cheese when you go yeah, to the you deli. Would think you would think, right? No, oh, it was invented in Switzerland. Yeah, Swiss cheese. <laughs> yes, or Cheese Whiz. Ah. Oh. So you know you remember the song "All I Do Is Dream" by the Everly Brothers. Uh, they sang about. They sang about uh, Cheese Whiz. Check this out.
1: Only trouble is cheese um, Whiz. I'm <laughs> my life away. Well,
0: is Swiss Cheese Whiz. Yeah, it uh, th- th- yeah, didn't fit the music, so they did no. this instead.
1: Only trouble is
0: um, Cheese Whiz. There you go. So the Everly brothers sang about well, Cheese Whiz. That, that proves it right there. That's fact
1: well no it's not
0: but, but it, it turns out that the Swiss came up with the idea first you would think right Switzerland but according to the Michigan Dairy Review mm. Walter Gerber and Fritz Stutler invented the processed cheese in Switzerland in 1911 right. in order to improve the shelf life of the product before it was shipped overseas and therefore they processed the cheese to keep the shelf life going on and
1: on and on one big mac or one mcdonald's hamburger mm-hmm. contains the meat of at least 100 cows <laughs> the meat is so mixed up that at least 100 cows are in one burger wow and who said that it wasn't 100 percent beef exactly <laughs> fortune cookies come from the fairy The cookie fairy? The Keebler elves. The Keebler elves!
0: (laughs) No, 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 no. According to historians (laughs) at the Smithsonian National Museum of American History, the creator of the fortune cookie was Suyaichi Okamara, a Japanese immigrant (laughs) (laughs) um, who who ran a confectionery store in Northern California in the 1900s. So when Japanese Americans were sent to internment camps during World War II... Chinese Americans seized the opportunity to take control of the fortune cookie industry. And that's why you see so many cookies in Chinese restaurants today. So the Chinese basically stole the idea and yeah. opened up one of these cookies. Talk about intellectual property. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> they opened one up and they said, you're going to make a fortune with these cookies. And that's what they yeah. were called. No, I don't know if that's why they were called fortune cookies. But it was a Japanese immigrant who invented fortune cookie mm.
1: you know a Cinnabon you, mm. you I love Cinnabons just by you saying that I could smell it now I love them I was just walking oh. through the mall the other day and there was a pretzel place who actually has Cinnabon and the pretzel place oh my and God. I just I, I looked at the Cinnabon and my wife looked at me and she was like no <laughs> sounds like a lot of things she says no
0: Okay, a Cinnabon. So So, so what happened? So when she went shopping, you turned back and you got one, right?
1: Yeah, I was like, oh, you know, I saw something in that store back there. And then I come back with all like Cinnabon all over my face like an animal. Did you have a Cinnabon? No. No. Listen, a Cinnabon has less sugar than a 20-ounce bottle of Pepsi. No,
0: really? Wow. So see, so wait a minute, so the next time your wife says, now, you can tell her, it's good for me. When you, you mentioned McDonald's, so if you go to McDonald's, what do you usually have with your hamburger? Fries, right? Mm-hmm. There's so many fries that are served in fast food restaurants that, while well, you need more ketchup. You put ketchup on your fries, right? Yes. Most, most North Americans do. Up here in, in, in Canada, some put vinegar. Oh, of course you put malt vinegar. Yeah, I love it. Delicious. So you need so much sauce, and that little cup doesn't hold much, Mm -hmm. right? The little cup that, okay, so this is what you do. There's a purpose for the folds of the paper in which they're made because when you unfold the paper container, it becomes a small plate that may contain more sauce.
1: I think that's a bunch of bulls. Somebody just ripped the damn thing open and threw ketchup in there.
0: It, listen, that was re- really useful information. So next time you go to a that's what place. I
1: use. That's what I use the bag for. <laughs> I
0: fill it with ketchup. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, you so brought was- up the fortune cookies, right? So let's talk about Chinese food. Let's talk about a Chinese buffet. Okay. All right. Yes. What do you think the caloric content is per plate that you come back to the table with? on average at a chinese buffet
0: i'm pretty sure it's high because every time i go i'm just stuffed to the gills like before, we have a chain
1: before of... you answer understand yes. that the average person goes back
0: three times to the buffet table so they go back three times so you're telling me you're asking me how many calories is one of those trips to the buffet table has how many
1: calories? or or if you can add three to
0: that <laughs> <laughs> yes, did go to the same the same high school in New York City that's right so I have to take carry the one carry the two I'm gonna say per plate 1500 calories for a total of about 4,500 calories in one night's Chinese buffet session it's actually a thousand
1: per plate okay and, and it is 3,000 calories the average Person eats. So that means me and Nick probably eat about 25,000.
0: <laughs> I was correct. It's 1,500 calories Canadian.
1: Yes. In fact, when I go to a, a Chinese buffet, after about an hour or two, they walk over and they go, You go home.
0: <laughs> Send your letters of complaints to TUI Podcast at Outlook.com. What is the most hydrating food you could eat
1: and that would be a cucumber 96 percent water
0: that's amazing that's pretty cool so the next time you're thirsty drink a cucumber (laughs) (laughs) you can cut two pieces and put them on your eyes
1: too bring down the swelling
0: (laughs) so if you look at your pasta spoon in your in your kitchen drawers Mm. there's a hole in the pasta spoon and many people use it to filter excess water from the sauce from the pasta. But no, it, it has a real purpose. Using the hole in a pasta spoon is, is used to determine the portion of dry pasta necessary for each of the diners. Avoiding preparing more than you have and to help eaters not exceed the size of their plates or their stomachs. Mm. Cool. That's very cool.
1: I got one. Now, of course, we're going to go into the realm of disgusting food again, because I love doing it. Ranch dressing. You like ranch dressing? (laughs) Delicious. you like it. Ranch dressing contains titanium dioxide. Mm. That's wonderful, which makes it whiter. But that's also used in sunscreen and paint. (laughs)
0: I don't see a problem with that You go out, you have a salad It's a healthy salad with ranch dressing And you can apply the ranch dressing On your arms to avoid sunburn
1: Yeah, they are like, would you like a little
0: Titanium dioxide on your chicken wings? Hey, speaking of Taco Bell Oh yes, speaking of The Taco Bell was named After its owner, Glenn Bell And I don't know if you remember The little dog, the little chihuahua Yo quiero Taco Bell Mm. Taco Bell. Yes, Taco Bell has a big bell on its logo, but the fast food chain didn't take its name from that musical instrument that I just played. Instead, the restaurant was named after its owner, Glenn Bell, who opened the first Bell's Drive-In and Taco Tia in San Bernardino, California in 1954. That's pretty cool. Okay, keeping with the
1: disgusting, <laughs> red food coloring. We all love red food coloring, don't we? Along Uh, with my ranch dressing. Jelly beans, things like that. Well, red food coloring is made red through a um, thing called carmine. Carmine. It's made by boiling the cohenial bug. It's a type of beetle. And when they boil it, the red comes out of it. And it's used for one particular candy, especially the ever-popular red Skittles. Oh, my God. Mm, wonderful. I'll take a little (laughs) titanium dioxide with that.
0: The kitchen is now closed. Join us next time on the Totally Useless Information Podcast for more sweet and savory morsels of useless
1: food information. See you real
0: soon. You're listening to the Totally Useless Information Podcast. Here's some fun facts here, okay? Some fun facts for you to digest, even though we just did the food segment. But Mm -hmm. some fun facts that we can throw around. The percentage of bird species that are monogamous, 90%. What? Here's a good one. True or false?
1: McDonald's calls frequent buyers heavy users. Um, (laughs) I'm going to say true. It is true. That's terrible. Have it should you, be. I'm not it going should. there anymore. That's it. <laughs> I mean, could what you imagine, these? you know, if that's the case, Wendy's, what do they call them, fat
0: bastards? What do I mean? <laughs> oh, more fat users. <laughs> then they go to Walmart. Did you ever see those pictures on the Internet? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, if you go to McDonald's, and you're probably going to have French fries, as we mentioned. The mm-hmm. portion of potatoes sold that are French fried, one-third, 33% of potatoes sold are French fried. Wow, that's cool.
1: The average person, fun facts, folks, we go fast. The average person spends six months of their life waiting for red lights to
0: turn green. I'm still waiting. Hang on. Now it's my turn. The portion of ice cream sold that is vanilla, that yummy, delicious beaver excrement, is (laughs) one third. Thirty-three percent. Thirty-three percent of ice cream sold is vanilla. Mm -hmm.
1: That was that was in one of our shows. Vanilla uses the excrement from the anus of a beaver. So I mean that was one of the disgusting food facts. Okay, there are more life forms living on your skin than there are people on the planet Earth.
0: Yummy. (laughs) The first, the only U.S. president to remain a bachelor Mm -hmm. was James Buchanan.
1: Southern sea otters have a flap or a pocket under their foreleg where they place rocks and food while diving. So the sea, southern sea otter has built-in pockets in its
0: body. The only first lady to carry a loaded revolver was Eleanor Roosevelt, carried a fully loaded revolver. It does in case James Buchanan came knocking on her door.
1: Mm-hmm. Bear, these times are a-changing. You want to hear a justice, a story of true justice? This yes. is justice the way it should be. In 1386, a pig... Was hung in the town square because he was found guilty of injuring a child. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. No, he didn't injure the child. He murdered the child. So, oh, right. Oh, yeah. right. He murdered the child. And so he was hung in, in 1386. What jury found the pig guilty? And did they find him guilty of murder one, premeditated? Was it manslaughter? Nah, they went right for the hanging that's right and the justice <laughs> part of that story is that after that everybody had baby back
0: ribs and pork chops <laughs> there you go well you know what uh, we had so much fun that it's it's time to go it flies this show the information
1: that you get it's important so tune in and definitely email us Nick, the email address is e-u-i podcast at outlook.com And we're sorry, folks, but that's all the time that we have for this edition of the Totally Useless Information Podcast. We will have more for you next time. So, in the meantime, tell a friend about the trend. I'm Nick. And I'm not.
0: (laughs) I'm Roy. (laughs) Thanks for listening.